Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough, and we have a returning guest and friend of the show. We have Judge Greg. Uh, how long has it been since we've heard from the judge himself? Uh, but he's a host of many podcasts, the Real Hero Talk podcast, Gamers Without Borders, and the website Enthusiacs.com. How are you doing, Greg? I'm doing really good. Thank you for mentioning all of those projects that are in indefinite hiatus right now. <laughs> well, I, I you know, I, I had to tell people where we know you from, but that's one thing I'm excited to hear from you of like what you've been up to these days. I know this year has been a total shithole. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've been in isolation a lot, Doug. I don't know about you. Oh, um, no, we all have. <laughs> I mean, I have like, what, 29 years? So like, this is <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I'm trying my hand at teaching first grade now, so that's a thing. <gasps> wow. <laughs> that's right, you got kids. Yep. Shit. Yeah, that's that's going exactly as well as you think it would. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I don't want to be in those shoes, but it's probably <laughs> inevitable in the future. Hey, honey, where's EuroAsia? Shit, I well, if you listen to recent episodes, we had Nick Jenkins from Gamers Without Borders on recently, and I immediately threw him under the bus and was like, where are your projects at? When are they coming back? No, I, I'm, I'm doing the same to you. No, I'm just curious. Uh, do you have an intention for any of the aforementioned projects to return anytime soon, or is that more of a 2021 kind of thing? A yeah, thing. I mean, so I actually did get one episode of Hero Talk recorded in 2020, uh, mid-pandemic, actually. With with my daughter because those seem to be the more popular episodes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So she's the last time she did one, she was four, and so I just did one six. So we we I brought her on, and she just she kind of wanted to see what I was doing, and you know she sees my microphone on my desk and wants to know what it's about. So uh, when we were four, we recorded Frozen, and so we she were down here, and she just said like I want to do another hero talk. So I'm like, all right, because I, I have I've I've had her do other stuff with me, like she's done some of my shout outs to other podcasts, like when they reach milestones. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, she she likes being Judge Emily and coming on and doing her thing. So <laughs> I I had her on and we did Frozen 2. Uh was actually she did way better on that one. It was I'm I'm very surprised with how well she did in terms of all all like being able to actually like keep the the audience involved because we mm-hmm. I tried to do one with her after after Frozen was very popular. I got a crazy number of hits on it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I've I I'm I'm onto something here. Cool. I think I think I've got a new format. Yeah. And so I tried to record uh, Beauty and the Beast with her, and she just di- she just didn't really get it. She's just like picking up toys and showing them to me. I'm like, this is this is a this is an audio medium, sweetie. Nobody <laughs> nobody can see you. It's like um, in Monsters Inc. They recorded the uh, young actress who was Boo. They had to like follow her around the studio with like a mobile mic to record it all because. She couldn't sit still for the recording sessions. Yep, That's no, funny. totally feel that. Totally feel yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I did. I did record a hero talk, uh, Frozen Two, uh, which was a, a good review, nice on format. It was. It was maybe only twenty minutes, but I mean, she's six, you know. But yeah, she yeah. was. She was invested for twenty minutes. So that's that's something right that's there. That's that's pretty good. Um. Yeah, we haven't done a Gamers Without Borders in a long time. If you ask Nick, he'll blame himself, but it's and and <laughs> and it is mostly his fault. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's not mix the uh, messages here. It is his fault. It, it is his fault. However, let's be a hundred percent honest. If he had given me a a you know a, a Twitter message or a, a call or anything and said, "Hey, are you willing to record this weekend?" Nine times out of ten, the answer would have been like, "No way." But <laughs> <laughs> so, but since he didn't ask, it still gets to be his it's, fault because he there he didn't go. ask. That's right? fair. Well, and yeah. it doesn't help the fact that you guys are on opposite ends of the world. So timing, it's very challenging to I mean, that's line our that struggle up. now. Yep. Oh, for sure. But this is a video game podcast, and we're grateful to have you back on our show. And I'm very curious to hear if you've had any time to play games. I mean, it sounds like there's a chance you have, but also with uh, juggling teaching your own kids uh, first grade, that sounds pretty tough. Uh, so I've, I've been playing uh, a little bit. I actually just finally um, finished... Uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Ooh. So that was so I was a, a big fan of Mass Effect One, and then a moderate fan of Mass Effect Two, and then not at all a fan of Mass Effect Three. So I was I was really trying to feel out: like, Do I want to play Andromeda or not? But I mean, I owned it and I had it, mm-hmm. and I, I I had really been toying around with the idea of doing it for a while. I think I put it up on a few of my Twitter polls and what game should I play next? And I'd finally finished Red Dead Redemption Two, which was 
freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, what one of the best games I've ever played. And that's that's from starting the game saying this game is absolutely terrible. I can't believe I spent money on this. I <laughs> really? no, and then and then about maybe two to three hours in, I'm like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just play the story and I'll get this out of the way. And yeah. then some two hundred hours later, I finally <laughs> put it down and said, Okay. All right, so that, that was a good game. Syndrome. Okay, that that worked. <laughs> so then I, I I finally was you know I really wanted to play Mass Effect Andromeda because I had I had started the game. This is I'm famous for my friends. I started the game and then as I was playing, I thought, no, nah, you know what? I don't like this guy's face. I'm going to change it. <laughs> now had had somebody given me a heads up that hey, you know, you can change your face at any point in the game and it just changes and nobody says anything, then I could have oh. just kept playing one of my first rounds. But nobody oh. nobody told me that. Damn. How how far were you in that first uh, run through? I played the f- I've, I ser- I'm no joke. I probably played that first introductory mission, you know, with with the with the guy's dad who dies. Spoiler, yeah. sorry, but it's, it's the, the first, first mission. It's the first <laughs> yeah. mission. Yeah. I played that at least 7 times. Oh god. <laughs> 7 times. The face um, is that bad? Yeah, I made it. Yeah, well, because it's it's that <laughs> whole you make the face and in the, in the the face creator, it looks awesome. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, "Okay, that that guy looks awesome. And then you play it, and then it looks like he's got a potato for a face. You're like, what, hap- what happened? He looked so good. And it doesn't help that, you know, the very first shot in the game is like the zoom up on the face. And there's a few times where I'm saying to myself, all right, well, you know what? It's it's not that important. Just just tough it, tough it out. Yeah. Push through. And then I, after the first mission, I just, I can't do it. Nope. Nope. Looks <laughs> it's too ugly. Can't keep staring at that. No, I finally just asked a friend of mine because they had that, you know, you could import and export faces. So I actually yeah. had a friend of mine and, and I asked her, I said, could you just, could you just make Ryder a face for me, please? <laughs> and <laughs> she did. Opinion. And that's what I used. And that's what I ended up playing and beating the game with was that, that, that bonus face. But, you know, all in all, from a game I bought at launch, I only just beat it last month. <laughs> wow. Damn, that's amazing. I love when uh, face ca- uh, customizers in games give you like a randomizer option because that's always fun to just like burn through a bunch of them and be like, are any of these something like a base to build off of? But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to get my hands on the uh, character creator in Red Dead Redemption 2. I have yet to play that game, but I've seen a lot of gameplay and it looks a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a that's a fun game. I and there was a, definitely a period of time where I just said, ah, oh, forget the main story. I just want to play Cowboy Simulator for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. For sure. That seems to be the way it's going because Grand Theft Auto V, which is now the Rockstar version of Skyrim because it's apparently being ported to every system known to man. Um, get ready for it to play Grand Theft Auto V on your microwave soon enough. Um, but now. Uh, that was really big on the online community, and that's what was kept it going. You know, all those microtransactions and shit and the mods. And it seems like Rockstar took that mentality and carried it over to Red Dead 2 because of how big and massive the online community is, which leaves and bounds bigger than the first one, if the first one even had it. I'm not sure. I don't even remember if the first one had online. I mean, I think it did. I don't know. I only ever – I played the first one. I thought it was a good game, and I even yeah. played Undead Nightmare, but I never did the online stuff. Yeah, I remember the DLC was pretty big, but yeah, I, I don't remember any of my friends talking about uh, the online support or online gameplay, and I I never played them. I'm just not interested whatsoever with cowboy stuff. So I just I'm sure it's a fantastic game. I'm sure it's a compelling story. I just have no interest in that setting. Yeah, God, me if, too. If you don't like cowboy stuff, yeah, I don't really see what there is for you in that game. See, I <laughs> I love I love westerns, right? So it just mm-hmm. seemed like it made a perfect sense for me to play it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same with Mass Effect. If you're not a sci-fi fan, there's nothing here for you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm glad you're having fun with that. Have you been playing anything else, Greg? No, it's really, it's been those two games. That's fair. Um, That's yeah. Especially, like you said, 200 hours, I could see sinking yeah, a lot of time games. into that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm curious, though, with Mass Effect Andromeda, I heard, I didn't play it. Um, the reviews kind of scared me away, and I, I wanted, I liked the Mass Effect trilogy for all the shit people give it. I'm surprised... Right. I think two is the best by far, so I'm surprised you liked one better because I felt like they were still ironing out the kinks in the first one. Um, but uh, I heard with Andromeda, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger that was supposed to be uh, resolved in DLC in the you know season pass that everyone bought. Right, that's right. Yeah. And so now, it didn't. I, I know what you're talking. It didn't really end on a cliffhanger. 
I mean, they they left it open for a sequel, but like the DLC was, it did it was a little forced in there, which was kind of annoying. Like mm-hmm. there was definitely a part where, hey, by the way, writer, check this out, and then it's it's clearly the introduction for what was going to be Something the the, the DLC. Gotcha. Okay, but, so what, it wasn't like I'm the big bad guy. My name is, and then it cuts off. Like it's not right. Critical. Yeah. The main story does get finished and it's wrapped up in a bow, which is kind of nice. And then there's That's like, the, there's the whole like, well, there was this other guy and who knows what he's going to do next. And I guess we never will. But yeah, you know, leave but, that door open, but it yeah. remains closed. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the door remained open. But I mean, it was it was still like at the end of the first game where like you, you wrapped it up, but there was still another thread out there. And it was sort mm-hmm. of like that. But then the okay. DLC was something completely different that they did v- very much throw in your face that, oh, by the way. There's this thing coming, and it never came. And I guess, I guess you have to read the books to find out what happens uh, in I, that DLC. We don't play video games to read. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I so I'll never know. It, yeah. It'll be an eternal mystery to me. But that's uh, that's how they chose to to react to that because I guess it didn't. I it didn't. It, it earned a lot of the bad praise because I did play it at launch for a while, and you know, it definitely did have some weird facial ticks and stuff. Yeah, but. You know, when I finally did sit down and play through the entire game, I I kind of liked it. So I think it probably could have used a bit more polish. But mm-hmm. that being said, I mean, I have I had a screenshot that I, I posted at one point where I was playing as Ryder and the uh, the planet I was on didn't render. <laughs> so so the buildings oh. were there and the ship was there and the little car was there and all the people were there. But there was no like planet. No environment. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Fantastic. I had to turn it off and load my game, and then it came back, and that was that was fine. But that's that's not a that's not something you want to see in a AAA game. But I I yeah. liked I, I I liked how it played out. I liked some of the story elements. Some of them were a little silly. You know, if some character in this brand new galaxy invents a new name for something, and then next thing you know, everybody's calling it by that name. Mm-hmm. Like how how did you all learn the name so fast? I, I emailed we, literally everyone in existence. <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's the only possible. It's funny, like you meet the indigenous species of the Andromeda Galaxy, and they're calling the stuff what you called it. Like, oh, how did how did you figure out what it was? <laughs> Wouldn't they know what it is way before I would know what it yeah. is? Why aren't we just using your word for it instead of using our word for it? That doesn't uh, make any sense. This is about colonialism. We don't we don't take kindly to indigenous people. Yeah, it was. The, the colonialism thing, I it received a lot of criticism for that, and when I played the game, I was like, eh, yeah, earned. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> right. At least there's at least one point in the game where, where you know, you finally make a decision that benefits the, you know, the indigenous species, and somebody says, we're giving up a lot of power, and one of the characters who must have been, you know, the uh, the avatar for the writer says, that was the point, you colonizing moron. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there it is. They recognized yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> Get to call out their own writing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I didn't get into it. I, I'm realizing with Mass Effect that tr- the original trilogy is kind of how I feel about Star Wars. It's like I like the original one. I don't need more. It does. You don't need to keep adding to it just because I like the stuff. I'd rather have it self-contained and be like, "This is done." You know, work on something new. Yeah. Um. But I think the thing that really got you know something stuck in my crawl with the Andromeda, where it's like, "Oh, we're in a whole new galaxy," and then half the aliens were just the original aliens from the Mass Effect trilogy, but they were just, like, slightly different. Like, oh, here's a Turian, but he's green now instead of blue. It's like, oh, here's, you know, here's a Krogan, but we're calling them Mogans. Like, it's just, like, it's not, they're not nearly different enough for me to consider them a new alien race. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there were there were only really two new alien races. There was the bad guys and then the good guys. Yeah. You know, so, it, which is kind of sad because that means, you know, most of the diverse of alien life that was in the game were the ones you brought with you from the Milky Way galaxy. Yeah, exactly. It, f- it really felt like Star Trek or like old Star Wars where it's like, oh, we have this old rubber alien mass still. Let's repurpose this into a slightly different old rubber alien mass. Right. It's like, it's like no, you can make entirely new things. Yeah, I would have I would have way rather had a self-contained story uh, that's completely brand new and completely unrelated to to the, the previous Mass Effect games. You could even call it Mass Effect, but, you know, like right. – yeah. You know, like Final Fantasy. You can call it Final Fantasy, but it doesn't have to be connected to any any of the other games. And I think they could exactly. have done that, and I would have appreciated that a lot more, maybe than than you know Mass Effect Andromeda, where again, there's the, the pitfalls of the storytelling is most of most of the characters you brought with you, so it just seemed like oh, we were just trying to 
figure out a way to get around that whole three endings thing and, and not have to pick a <laughs> cannon. Um, get that loophole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about before with like all the franchises and the reboots and the remakes and stuff. It's like, you still want to carry over the reputation of the previous stuff to bring fans. So you have some guaranteed like sold copies of the games and stuff. But that means you're also making a situation where you have to now live up to the expectation of that previous franchise or previous game or series or whatever. So you're already setting the bar higher than what the fans are already setting it for you. So it's a real gamble that very rarely pays off. Right, right. And I, I don't know if it really paid off. I mean, clearly it didn't, right? Because we we know the history of it and they're not yeah. making any more of them. So I yeah. guess it didn't really pay off. But I mean, I, I don't think the game ever really got a fair shake anyway. But even if it did, I still, I think one of the reasons I probably enjoyed it as much as I did was knowing full well that like there there was nothing else coming. This was it. It was Andromeda and it stands on its own and I don't have to worry about, oh no, but how will this decision affect me in the in the next game? Oh, it won't. Fine. I don't have to worry about this that much. <laughs> yeah, bummer Play though. Play a little more fast and loose. Like what happened to that franchise? It seemed like it was very popular and yeah, a AAA title to just like come to an end like that. It's surprising. Like I, you would think, wouldn't there be like a next gen uh, Mass Effect on the way? I guess not. What happened is all the people that worked on it at Bioware were either fired or quit and started working on other stuff, and then they could never get the full team back. That's so right. It was always like, you know, not the kindest words, but always like the second or third stringers or, you know, Bioware, I think, had a total corporate restructuring or something crazy and got bought out by someone who then laid off a bunch of employees. There was a lot of shit that happened with Bioware between the last Mass Effect trilogy and, you know, up till this point. Mm-hmm. So it's it's barely recognizable as the same company at this point so that's kind of why they announced uh new drag we talked about new dragon age coming mm-hmm. sometime in the future that's got me worried <laughs> <laughs> a little bit yeah because i mean i liked i liked the first dragon age no one likes the second dragon age nope. that's universal nope uh, nope dragon age inquisition i enjoyed but apparently the xbox version which is what i had was the buggiest like version of the game in existence so even with all the glitches and bugs, I still enjoyed it overall. I don't have, like, the fondest memories of it. Like, it's not a special place in my heart always. But, like, I definitely enjoyed, like, a lot of the characters and the writing for it. I mean, there was fucking Freddie Mercury the Wizard, like, in that game. It's fucking amazing. Um, but I, I'm very hesitant about this new Dragon Age. Just because, like, I don't remember fucking anything about the story of Dragon Age or if it's connected anymore. And yeah, it's Bioware is just such a different company at this point. Who's to say if it's even the same game? Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Um, well, Bren, what have you been playing? Because I feel like I want to avoid what I've been playing because it's very <laughs> unlike me. It's, um, I feel like it's unfortunately more like you than you want to admit. Oh, no. I feel like it's kind of like you because you played it. <laughs> that's true. It has to be. It has to be. Um, yeah, so I played a bit of Hand of Fate 2. Nothing real new there. Like I said, I'm restarting it, so I'm kind of just retreading old stuff, so yeah. not experiencing anything new there. Um, I bought Fury, but I still haven't played that yet. I'll probably uh, start playing that on stream. Um, Hell I'm yeah. busy with a lot of other shit going on this week, so I haven't had too much game time. Um, Hades came out with its 01 release, so it's the final game uh, came out, so it's been in early access for like a year and a half, maybe two years almost. Yeah, shit's popping off on Twitch. Yeah, a lot of people, because um, it started off in early access. It's a super giant game, so they've done Bastion and um, Pyre, and um, there's another one I'm forgetting that's also very good, though. Oh my god, I know which one you're talking about, too. And it's, it's like the Jazz uh, one. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got like a big cyber sword, I forget. Um, so it's a very renowned indie studio that like everything they make is like it hits. like even if it's not all as big as bastion they're all incredibly well received and do very well for themselves so when they're like hey we got an early access people jumped on it right away and like i've said before it was a fine game in early access like they could have stopped there and be like yeah this is worth the money i'm you know i'm fine with the 80 hours i have in it now and then you can see the upgrades every like every patch you saw noticeable changes it wasn't just like fine-tuning behind the scenes stuff like oh what are they doing it's like that character's got new artwork that's a new character entirely here's two new weapons with three upgrades each here's a new enemy type and it's like you can see the incremental improvements they're doing in the early access um so that really reassured you that they're really fleshing out that game and um yeah i got as far as i can tell almost everything done in early access and then 01 came out as far as i can tell 
there's a definitive eventing now, which is just, I, you know, anyone who watched the stream or want to watch the VOD, I got, I did a completed run, uh, what, two nights ago, the other night. Um, so it's just, it, there's not much more after the game. You go and fight Hades at the end of the, of a run. And then there's an additional scene after now that the game's complete. And that's it. There's not like a second. You don't fight your way up to Olympus. So there's not a ton of gameplay after that. Right. Um, and like I said, I got like 80 hours in that game but when it was in early access. So I unlocked most of the stuff. So it's like, even in 01, there's not much more for me <laughs> as far as I can tell. Like anyone who's played it as much as me and you know, anyone who has loves like roguelikes and loves super giant. Like, it's an addicting game. There's, you've said there's a ton of people playing on Twitch all the time now. Yeah. Um, so they probably unlocked most of the stuff. Um, I'm sure there is more stuff that I haven't even found yet. Like, yeah, trigger certain things, certain events, uh, which will be fun. But yeah, I'm the game's done, and I'm probably going to play it a bit more. But for all intents and purposes, I probably played the m- most of it uh, in early access. Um, but like I said, that's a testament to how good it was in early access. So, right, which um, not many games can say that. No. And also, the game we were blanking on, Transistor. That's Transistor. It. Oh, that's yeah, I heard Thank good you. things about that. Transistor, Bastion, I played both of them. Fucking phenomenal. Highly recommend both yeah. of those. Uh, I'm pretty Pyre, sure I own Transistor somewhere, so I should I just too, boot it up Greg, and play it. I need to yeah. beat it. Yeah, fuck. It's incredibly good. The one signature all Supergiant games have is it's isometric. So it's like top down but from an angle so if you press up on the you know keyboard or controller you're going uh you know to the you know upper right corner and then if you hit down you're going down to the lower left corner it's not it's not mapped exactly to the controls right um so that that could be a turnoff for some people and that can take a while for some people to get used to but once you do it's easy you know you're super fine but i do know i do remember transistor took me a while to get used to that and its combat style but yeah, highly recommend all of them. The fucking soundtrack's amazing. Uh, Darren uh, Cobb is the voice of Zagreus in Hades, the main character, and also like the lead, uh, you know, audio engineer or musician for all Super Giant games. And it's all fucking fantastic. Um, and I, the voice acting in Hades overall is just incredible. And something I love is that they're an English studio, so it's just like. I think it's just some of their cast member or developing staff and stuff. Like it's just people in house already. It's not the five actors we all know in every video game. It's not Jennifer Hale and Matt Mercer and, you know, <laughs> over and over again. I love them. They're great actors. They're successful for a reason, but it is so refreshing to hear just someone entirely different. And it's like, wow, they have yeah. incredible voices too. It's not just like, it's not just Jim, the janitor going, like, Hey guys, let me play Zeus. Like, no, like they're very good voices too. So it's just like, like I said, everything is great about Hades. I can't recommend it enough. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, so I'll probably play that a few more times. Other than that, though, I haven't been playing anything else, but I've been watching a Let's Play of uh, Paper Mario and the Origami King that came out recently. Oh, nice. Mm. So that's like the next Paper Mario game in that franchise. Is, you know, Everyone's hoping it to live up to the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door legacy. I I don't get that hype. I don't get why people are so gung-ho about thousand year door it's a good game i'm not denying that it's a good rpg but like christ i think that's just nostalgia talking because people obsess about that game it's like it's fine it's it's no better than any other rpg i you know i don't get it probably Uh, nostalgia yeah like i i can only assume it's nostalgia because like i i played it and i watched someone else play it and i'm like it's yeah it's fine it's good no denying that but wow um and yeah so watching origami king it's really cool to see how they craft and play around with the origami. So, like, everyone in Paper Mario is made of paper. They're 2D. They're just a single sheet of paper. But then all the bad guys are origami, so they're all folded, and they have three dimension to them and stuff. Um, and it's just cool seeing, like, the paper mache enemies. The bosses kind of get weird. Like, some of the bosses are just colored pencils or rubber bands. Like, they're just crafting supplies. So it's like, oh, that's weird. Oh, the final boss should be the origami killer from Heavy Rain. Yeah, people have made that joke, but... Uh, oh, really? Jason! <laughs> Jason! If that's okay. the case, Doug, you'll never beat the game. Cause oh, no. <laughs> we all know how that went. Yeah, yeah, um, So the bosses are kind of strange, but the uh, big thing is uh, the combat mechanic is Mario stands in the circle uh, in the center of, like, five circles, 
and you have to kind of rearrange them. Uh, the rings can rotate around you, and then up and down, there's different segments going back and forth. So you have to rearrange the enemies in a row or in a cube, and then attack them with a jump attack or a hammer. So it's a puzzle to like get them all lined up correctly, to give yourself a bonus, and to hit all the enemies at once, and then you attack them. So it's a really interesting mechanic to watch. I can very easily understand and see why it can get tiring or just played out after a while. Like, oh yeah. man, this is really fun and cool and seeing the different puzzles. Maybe after your fifth hour, you're just like, all right, I'm done. I'm avoiding combat as much as I can now because it's... It, it, there is more stuff that they could iter, uh, iterate on. Like, there is more stuff they can improve on with that mechanic. But it does seem like they were just testing it so they didn't want to push it too hard. They didn't want to break the mechanic right when they're introducing it. So... It is cool, and it is neat to see them trying new stuff, but it it does get pretty repetitive pretty quick. Um, That's fair. But from what I've seen, people kind of once again, kind of people kind of been shitting on it, be, just making the comparison to the Thousand Year Door. I think it's I think it's top notch. I think the writing is fucking fantastic, and I don't know from at least from watching it. I'm not playing it myself. It seems like a rock solid Mario Paper Mario RPG. So, I mean, any complaints about it, I, there certainly are complaints. There's certainly stuff that could be well improved upon. But, like, I'd say it, it seems like it's a solid, like, 7, maybe 8 out of 10. Like, it's got issues, sure, but, like, it's a pretty solid game. So, I'm, I'm surprised the kind of immediate backlash, but I think it's because of that weird Paper Mario cult where it's just such a diehard group of fans. So, I don't yeah. know, if you're interested in Paper Mario, definitely check it out at least and see, you know, see if it's up your alley because it, it seems rock solid. Zero out of ten. Gave me a paper cut. Uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, that, here we go. We're going to talk about the games here I've been go. playing. Uh, Let's do it. Here we go. It's, I, you know, I've been streaming a lot lately. I'm glad I decided, for this. I yeah. decided to try out some free games because I'm like, you know, there's all sorts of people streaming these free games online. Uh, uh-huh. So. First one we're going to go with is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone, oh, okay. and that's the Battle Royale version of Call of Duty, and what? yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's I was very unfamiliar with it until I saw, I'm pretty sure it was Gnarly Nate streaming it, and another friend of mine, uh, Sidewalk Chalk, they were playing this Call of Duty game, I'm like, oh, I have the Call of Duty games, I got them for free uh, recently, but then I realized, no, they're playing something unique, it's like Battle Royale, I'm like, oh, cool, so it's Violent Fall Guys, I want to play. Fortnite or PUBG or all those other Battle Royales. Yeah, like, wow, what an original idea. Exactly. So I was going into my library being like, let me download uh, the original Modern Warfare. Good thing I didn't because it turns out there's a difference between that and Warzone. If you go into like the PlayStation Store or wherever you're looking for it, there is just a game called Modern Warfare Warzone. It's the Battle Royale specific one. It was like 105 gigs or something. It took me like a couple days until I could play the goddamn thing. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. But no, the game's God damn, gorgeous. Like, these maps are... Well, it's and just it better one be, map. right? It's yeah, one map. Big. But, you basically uh, had to download all the, the textures and their actual texture. <laughs> For real, it Every feels that pixel. way. It's super heavyweight as far as, like, uh, size and everything. But the gameplay is very smooth. It's very fun. I'm not even an F ps kind of guy but i'm like finding like it's scratching a certain itch for me back in the day i did like some halo i did like playing some of like the old school uh call of duty games like when it was literally just like world war ii and shit but that's another thing i have yet to try yet in the menu uh actually it was as of the playstation uh announcement on wednesday they said oh call of duty the cold war the newest one that's coming out later this year there's like an alpha online for like this weekend only or something so i might actually have already missed this by the time you guys are listening to it but uh that's something i might try out we'll see but uh as far as just the battle royale call of duty it's just Warzone. uh i do recommend it it is very fun and uh i don't know if i can stand i made it to 19th out of 150 people so that made me feel good but then again i like barely ran into anybody i did get a double kill so i was like okay at least there was some skill required there but uh i do want to maybe play a little bit more of that and see how i do on stream in fact that might be what i stream tonight uh and then the other freak oh what's up what the fuck is this called due to Cold War? Isn't the definition of a Cold War is there is no combat? Well, thank you. Thank you, Brian. Because I was yeah, actually, like, I was waiting for the break to bring this up. But I'm like, so I'm not, I don't want to necessarily say I was in the Cold War. But uh, I've, I'm familiar with the Cold War right. warfare. And it was yeah. a whole lot of 
let's just watch each other and send submarines to each other's coasts and not yeah. a whole lot of shooting each other. Yeah. I am very ignorant in this department, so I know nothing about it. I just know that there was a war called the Cold War, and I feel like they're like, let's name our game after it. That that's It sounds like the people at Activision have the same amount of knowledge, because, yeah, the Cold War, <laughs> there was no combat. That's kind of the point of it. So that's, like, what, that's what made that it cold. That would be even funnier yeah. than if the game is like released and like the alpha is just people just like sending submarines to each other. <laughs> just doing it's, it's just a submarine simulator. It's a, it's, exactly. a, it's like a low key signal, the sub command. But you're yeah. not in the sub submarine. You're you're, you're not even in the base. submarine. No, you're yeah. you're back on you're you're in the 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 bunker somewhere and you're just getting you know reports from the submarine. Not even yeah, yeah. a live feed because they they didn't have that. So you no, just. No, no. You just wait around in there, and about every 15 minutes, you get some report from the submarine, and like the two sentences they can speak while they're periscoped up, that just says, yeah, they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. And then you have to transmit that message in Morse code. Better learn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Morse <laughs> yeah, code. Yeah, gotta do it in real time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, Call of Duty, very unorthodox for me. The other free game that I'm playing, though, that I do want to shout out and or recommend is a game called Spellbreak. And actually, for me, Martinez sent me a text message one day. He was like, play this game or I'll kill you. And I was like, okay. Wow. I literally downloaded it that Aggressive. day. So, yeah, yeah, better uh, play it just in case. <laughs> I did. And. I see what he's talking about. It's very fun. You're like flying around as like a magician, like sh using all sorts of magic, but it is another one of these, uh, I guess I want to say Battle Royale. That's what all these free games are. They just are like this one type of game. And then once you, they get you and they pull you in, they get you with all like the in-game purchases and those transactions. And I have no interest in getting an anime girl on my gun in Call of Duty. So I'm yeah, grateful to play now. this. I, <laughs> well, that's why I'm not going to spend real money for that. If if I can earn that in game, by all means, yes, I will buy that upgrade. But I I appreciate the fact that there is this uh in influx of free games out there. But I guess their whole model is we're going to be so addictive that you spend your money in other ways. I mean, it worked for PUBG and Fortnite. Like they've exploded. So I mean, I don't blame any studio for trying to get in yeah. on that. Uh, looking at the spell break, though, I'm looking at the main website. I, it's Epic Games. So I guess they're the publisher or yes. developer of it. I'm looking at the main website. I have no idea what this game is. Like no, It shows me nothing. It's just combat, like mages and magic. And in fact, I haven't even completed the full tutorial yet, so I can't even give you like the full uh, deep dive into what this game is all about. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've seen very brief uh, matches online uh, on Twitch. Like I'll, I'll be browsing channels and stuff, and somebody's playing it here and there. And it just looks like yeah, you fly around and kill people, and like if you're the last one standing, you win. And it's and I think you can have uh, teams of two, maybe three. And uh, there's a couple characters you can choose from, and yeah, yeah, it looks very much like superhero deathmatch. And I'm like, that's cool as fuck. You could fly around and just like take people out with magic spells and shit. It's it's scratching a certain itch that I feel it's like a niche that I'm surprised hasn't been filled. There was some superhero like simulator game out there or like MMO RPG, I forget. I mean there are city heroes. That's oh, what I'm talking city about. City heroes broke my heart. Yeah, uh, that, that was what got me into PCs. Like mm. fourteen, I think I started playing that. And I had that's exactly well, four, so. I was twenty three, I think. Uh, <laughs> just that's kind of scary. Would you say that I was <laughs> I was in the Navy when that came out? But yeah, I, I was there. <laughs> I, I was there day school. one on the server, and I was there when the servers died too. I remember having the account for a long time, and that's that was an MMO you had to pay for, and mm -hmm. you know I was young, so my mom paid for it, and then I was like, oh, let me just check back in after like three years or something not, not telling her i didn't play it anymore and then because i checked back in for like one day they counted that as like continuous use so they wouldn't refund us like all the time i didn't play for oh uh, if there's yeah. one thing my mom knows it's how to yell at someone working in customer service <laughs> so we got that refund um yeah i don't I don't, City of Heroes was like an MMO, though. That was like, you know, World of Warcraft and stuff like that. This, yeah, this seems like a battle royale at, from what I could tell, there really is not a lot of, like, actual gameplay out here. And I, I'm hesitant to really say what this is. But yeah, it just looks like, I guess, a wizard battle royale. That's exactly it. it. Wizard slash superhero. And having seen some gameplay footage, it does seem to operate uh, smoothly. Yeah, having played the tutorial, I do recommend it. I do just want to spend a little more time with it to see if it's like something I'll consistently be returning to. Most likely not. I'm not much of a Battle Royale guy 
except for like Fall Guys, and uh, I, I am enjoying this Call of Duty game. Very surprising, and like I said, unorthodox. But that's really been it as far as like what I've been playing. I do. Well, wait a minute, wasn't there another game you were playing? You streamed one a bit. Oh well, I talked about it last episode, didn't I? Kandagawa Jet Girls. You didn't what? play wait, it yet, though. What? Oh, okay. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, I that's guess... why I look right here. Yeah, yeah. That... You need to explain this game to me. <laughs> oh, no. I forgot <laughs> where we were going to this. All right. So this game is an anime girl game uh, where you just ride jet skis and race each other. It's like Mario Kart on jet skis, but with anime girls. And they're so cute. And they're teams of two. You have a gunner and a jetter, like the person that ri- like steers the jet ski. And the gunner has like a water gun and they like shoot the other girls with a water gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is just a very dad right. reaction. Just, mm. <laughs> but that's what just, I mean. I, just so I Greg understands, I'll send a for my wife to play this. It is very fun, and uh, I do. I enjoy it. There is some actual like uh, skill involved. I I don't know. It's fun. It's a racing game. If you like racing, I. I feel like okay. Hang on. All right. <laughs> no. Oh no. He Bre- Brent, Brent just put a picture of it in the chat. So now I'm looking oh, at. No. <laughs> this is this is something you like playing in your spare time. Yes, there, Doug. This is what you're into, young is, man. It's a fantastic game. I, and oh, well, that's actually something I found out in the meantime since uh, we last recorded. This is based off of an anime, uh, Brendan. So I was going to say, as mm-hmm. a fan of your podcast, I personally recommend you guys watch this anime for me, so I can determine if it's worth watching. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Doug. No. <laughs> no, you got to do it. I'm sending it to your other co-hosts. Oh, we got a lot of shows we're not watching. <laughs> it's just adding to that pile. I mean, I, I said it in the Twitch stream. I'll say it here. It's just Mario Kart Double Dash with titties. <laughs> watching the racing where, like, oh, you're navigating both the cart and the mechanics of shooting, like, the enemies behind you. So, like, that's that's Double Dash. Sure, it's a little more detailed Double Dash so you can aim your, like, attacks and stuff. But, like, that's just Double Dash. So it's just like Double Dash on jet skis. Yeah, but was Double Dash like you could play single player or did you have to do like yeah. a... Okay, that's cool. You could play single player controlling the two characters and the Z button switched you. Yes, okay. Or mm-hmm. you could play uh, two players on the same cart and you had to hit the Z button at the same time to switch. That makes sense. So Double Dash is, I still say, the best Mario Kart by far. But that's the thing. I was getting all sorts of shit. When I did stream this, people were being like, oh, this game's too horny. But then nothing horny happened for like a solid two hours. So I think it the existence only, is horny. The, the horny stuff happens when you go into the dre- dressing room and start changing the girls' outfits. I'm which sorry, what? need to happen. <laughs> uh, there it is. Mm-hmm. It's, made by the, it's made by the same developers as Kenga and Sakura, which is just beyond horny which yeah those we last time we were talking about this we determined those are banned from twitch yet this isn't yet so i, I don't think i don't no. think this should be the because Sakura, it's rated soccer games are banned from twitch kengan sagara i think aren't but oh, they God. are dancing on that line i had a co-worker try and show me with the pinball one which is just scantily clad anime girls on a pinball machine that make weird moaning noises when he hit certain things and he's showing me like at work on his switch i was like hey just not no i'm good why are you showing this to me in public <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i do recommend jet girls it is a fun race wait, wait sorry uh, you recommend this game now <laughs> yes i do glad someone else is here God damn it. No, it is it's fun legitimately. If you watch the vod, you'll see that I was having fun and nothing horny happened. I'm not watching the vod. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the, but, it can both be fun and horny. You just can't deny that it is horny. No, I can't deny that. You're absolutely right. It's just funny how our viewers went through the roof that stream. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we um but so so when I want extra viewers, I review Frozen, and when you want extra viewers, it's this Jet Girls you're a, game. You're it's, a family uh, man, Greg. You got to keep it clean. We're deviants. We're degenerates. Pretty much. Okay. Well, if that's how this episode's going, let's play a quick game of I oh, was Jesus the walrus. Oh, why was the walrus? <laughs>
of me because you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's usually how that goes. All right, so of I'm all pitting... the games, this is the hardest one. It is. I'm pitting you guys against each other. It's Bren versus Greg. Uh, round one here. I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, since I brought up Call of Duty and how it's just violent fall, guys. Like, imagine you guys are creating a new Battle Royale game, but the ki- the the players have to kill the other players with something other than guns. So just what unorthodox item would you want your game to revolve around with these characters killing each other with? Got it. <laughs> I hate I was the walrus so much. <laughs> hey Greg? Same. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was really actually hoping as I said to myself as I was getting ready to get on the podcast, I said, I, I hope I don't have to do I was the walrus. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for like a game or no game. It's something. inevitable sometimes. Yeah, it, I know. I, I especially that, I was thinking about how I'm a longtime listener. I've I've listened to the best of I was the walrus. I've played it twice now. <laughs> it. I still don't 100 percent know what's going on in this game. It's Nobody just does. you ask no me a question, I try to come up with something relatively clever, and Guy Fieri always wins. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> you've figured it out, yeah, Greg. It. And I was gonna say when people ask me what's this have to do with walruses, it's just like it, Bren has always been the walrus because he just never has lost. Because I'm on 500 percent more than any other player. Yeah. But Greg, you have a chance to dethrone him tonight. Help uh, stack those points against him. Uh, let me know when you have your answer, and I'll All right, count. You I guys have my in. answer. All right, let's do it. Round one, three, two, one. Let's start with Greg. All right. So you kill him with flavor from Flavor Town. Because <laughs> oh, Guy damn. Fieri always wins. <laughs> God damn it! That's I, two like, on the nose. It's two on the nose, but like I've explained it before, it's like Cards Against Humanity or Apple Apples. You just have to cater to the judge. It's you true. know who's judging it. Just cater to wh- whatever they want because that that's how you win every time. Well, that's why we gotta have Bren be the judge spontaneously one of these days, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, well, I never know when we're gonna play this fucking. That's game. what I mean. <laughs> that's not your fault. <laughs> uh, God damn it! All right, that's gonna win. Um, for my battle royale, the players have to kill each other with each other. So after you kill another, a player, you then have to dismember their body and use part of their body as the weapon to kill them. So so, so how do you kill the first player? Yes, that was my question, Greg. <laughs> With their body. God, though. Figure it out. Is it like a, you're hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Once right. they're down, then you I'd just play take that. the teeth. Yeah. Once, you take the, once they're down, take the teeth out, wrap them around your hand. You got bare, uh, you got you know brass knuckles, sort of. You can take a femur, sharpen it. You know, you got a, stat, you know, a knife, you got a shiv. You know, get creative. Break someone's skull open with another skull. You were really on to something there, Bren, and I was like this close to going with it, but that whole like Guy I Fair. don't know. Yeah. I feel like you have to take your own arm off to then beat someone else with it because You might. You might. That's too saw oriented for me. I'm definitely going with Flavor Town. Like <laughs> no I can't kidding. not uh, go with the, wow. the pandemic. Literally nothing I say would have changed. Well that's decision. what I mean. Now I'm picturing like you're like walking through like a COD map and there's like a freaking packet of chicken flavoring for like a ramen noodles and it's like, oh I can use that to kill somebody. And then around the corner there's like a bottle of sriracha. That's ramen. We just made ramen again. No. I've yet the, to play the game that. ramen. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. The demo's right. out, I think. Yeah, Greg gets that one. Let's move on to round number two. I, I hate that Greg <laughs> called his shot and then just fucking sank that. Just like so Babe easily. Ruth, just like. Just, by the way, I'm just going to do a Guy Fieri thing, and and it worked. It's like someone rigged this match and dug it. Like Greg just threw the ball on the ground and dug. It's like wow, a home run. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, no, pretty much the bare minimal effort. Hey, I really phoned okay. it in hard on that one. Yeah, <laughs> the worst part is it works. Categories too. My next one for you guys is pitch me the most boring video game you can think of. Got Guy it. Fieri Battle Royale. No, no, no Guy Fieri allowed. <laughs> oh, now it's bad. <laughs> the most boring video game. Yeah, I've got it. All right. I mean, that's there, good. there's a real one, but I don't. I don't know if that one would count. Um. All right, I got my answer. All right, let's see. Round two, three, two, one. Let's start with Bren this time. The Red Badge of Courage, the video game. I say that because I know nothing about what that story is about because I fell asleep after five pages every time. So that was boring as shit to me. I think the main characters aren't even introduced until like the sixth chapter or something. Like You don't even get names. 
It's just like the skinny soldier and like the fat soldier or something. Fuck that book. Yeah. So yeah, not not fair. that I want to hurt my cause, but I've read that entire book and gun to my head, I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in it. <laughs> exactly. That's fair. How about you, Greg? So my my most boring game would be Call of Duty: The Cold War for real, where you're just you're in a bunker and you're just waiting for updates from the submarines that are off the coast of the other country that are coming in every 15 minutes or so in Morse code, and you just have God to translate them in Morse code. And it's only like a sentence or two. Greg, you oh, swept the board with that because that was literally what was on my mind as I uh, posed the question because I was thinking I don't know what what did we talk about earlier that seems boring <laughs> that was just perfect. And I got to give it to you there. So, hey, you did it. That's one against Bren towards being the walrus. Maybe someday someone else will be. But that's how we play this game. No one understands. Yeah. Well, that was a fun episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Or wait, is there anything going on in the news? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, obviously, PlayStation I mean, PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah, they had a thing. Yeah. Trying to wrap this one up real quick. We, we got plenty of stuff to talk about. That's a good point. Let's start with the biggest one, Final Fantasy 16. Nope. Nope. Uh, that's what <laughs> yep. I mean. A lot of people in chat were very just like, what game is this? They're all speculating Dragon Quest, uh, all these other like games. And then when it was like Final Fantasy 16, people either lost their shit or just laughed. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. So I'm not sure how I feel about it personally. I've stopped caring about Final Fantasy games after 10. Because yeah. after that, it went from a group of crazy misfit creatures and spellcasters and weird, you know, walks of life to just boy bands and like J-pop bands. Like, but I liked fifteen. Fifteen was legitimately I'm not even fun. About, I'm talking about eleven to fifteen. Like, that's I'm fair. About all of them have just become generic like K-pop groups of just like they're just models doing pointless. Like, I mean, arguably all of it's pointless and dumb shit. It's video game, but it's, but it's just like. None of the characters interested me after 10. 10 right. was the last one I was kind of interested in. We all know how me and you love 9. But, like, I want creatures again. I want cre- I want a weird red talking fire lion like, on my team again. I want Queena, whatever the fuck Queena was. I want yeah. that on my team again. I don't want just another boy band. Like, it's just, they're not interesting to look at. Yeah. I feel like if valid. I'm not on the train yet, I'm not going to get on the train, so... Oh no! If you if you haven't gotten into Final Fantasy, like like you were saying, they're all different, so you can just hop into any one and like yeah. you know see which one piques your interest. But yeah, if if you haven't gotten into any Final Fantasies at this point, it's I can't imagine how overwhelming it must look. Yeah, but for PlayStation, that must have been like a big like oh we got this one in our back pocket, and oh, yet it was very mixed. <laughs> it's big for a reason, but I think that's because of the turnout of fifteen because fifteen was very mixed. Some that surprises me. I I don't know why it it was very a good game. I don't know. It you can if you watch like a video breakdown of it, people summarizing it, you can see clear points where in development it changed, like the tone changed completely. Kind of like how uh, Brutal Legend, that uh, Double Fine game uh, with Jack Black as like the heavy metal guy. Yeah, it starts off as an action adventure game, and then halfway through or towards the end of it, it shifts to a real time strategy game out of nowhere. <laughs> and that's because Tim Schafer's just like, "I'm bored. I have ADD. Let me change the entire premise of the game mechanics at the last possible minute." And you can see that within Final Fantasy 15's development of how the story just takes hard turns out of nowhere, and it's just like there's a rot story of just trials and tribulations within the 15 development. So. Uh, Watch like a video breakdown of it. It's it's pretty easy to catch some of the problems. With, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying it had a lot of issues, and it it shows in the final product. That's fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in checking that out myself. But I, it even felt that way on maybe a couple of missions here and there. But then again, I was coming back to it like every like couple days throughout like the course of a few weeks. And then yeah, beating that game, it was very just. I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. So looking back on people talking shit, I maybe I have to just revisit my gameplay. I think there's even DLC or something I yet have yet to complete. Every member has their own DLC pack, I believe. Yeah, I did one or two of them, so there might be a couple more for me to check out. But yeah. regardless, uh, what were some other things coming from PlayStation? Uh, we have... Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Uh, That's I, not what I was going to say. But no, I was going to say Miles Morales, but okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, I just bought Devil May Cry 5 for the PC, so 
maybe I'll be interested in that when I finally get around to beating it, but uh, I know a lot of people were excited for uh, DMC. Uh, but yeah, Miles Morales, the Spider-Man, which... Have they confirmed it's it's an expansion or is it a standalone game? So but it's I, not, here's it's here's what I game. here's what I've heard. Um, and and this uh, I feel like there's a new report comes out about this about every 25 minutes. But yeah, the yeah. the last I heard is this is not an expansion. It's not like some additional play on the original game. It's its own game. It is a standalone. I think I might have heard it's about the same size as the original game, but it is not. The direct sequel, it's just kind of like a side story based on Miles Morales, and there is a Peter Parker starring Spider-Man 2 in the works, but this is a standalone, it's not, you know, it's it's okay. not just based on the first game, it's not going to be like that, but it's, yeah. I, I've heard it more akin to that, that uh, Uncharted side game that they had, the one where... Lost Legacy? Lost Legacy, yeah. Basically, yeah. just think Lost Legacy. Okay. Okay, so it's... From what it sounds like, it's a standalone game. You're, it's not going to be an expansion where you have to buy, you have to own the original copy, uh, right. original game together. Right. Um, but it's going to be probably smaller in scale, and it's going to be using the same assets and features, probably most likely. So it's like, it's you know, it's, it's Spider-Man one point five, but you don't have yeah. to own the original game to play it. I guess. Yeah, I think they're only going to charge forty dollars for it too. That's I'm what not I sure heard. The, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought I read somewhere. If that's true, hey, great. That's that's a good deal then. Um, mm-hmm. But hopefully, because I mean, we I've talked about before, you know, we, me, you've talked about it, Greg, uh, but like I'm more interested in Miles Morales' story because Peter Parker's been played so much. Oh, yeah, has, he's done to death. He's done quite literally and has just <laughs> done every possible storyline imaginable. So if nothing else, I'm just excited for Miles Morales just to see new Spider-Man stuff. And I don't want to just see like, ah, here's Doc Ock. But young Doc Ock, because it's his teenage son. Like, don't give me that. <laughs> give me new villains. Make new stuff. Like, don't just be rehashing the same villains, like the same rogue gallery. So I just, I want new stuff with Miles Morales, and I'm curious to see his story play out. Right, exactly. Yeah, definitely $40 would be a steal for that. Uh, speaking of prices, we got the pricing for PlayStation. Uh, the one with the disc drive is 500 The digital mm-hmm. edition is 400 Certain yep. games will be $70, all depending and then uh, controllers are also $70, so it's going to be pricey. Who would have guessed? I mean, still not PS3 pricey. I'm st- I'm honestly surprised it took this long for games to announce, like, hey, this game's going to be more expensive than 60 because we've been at the $60 mark for games for decades now. Oh, so yeah. So I'm surprised yeah. it took this long. So, like, I'm sure there's a good amount of people out there who are pissed and upset about this, but, like, I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. I've, yeah. You know, I've got Binding of Isaac. I got... 500 600 hours of binding of isaac like both versions of the game and i got what maybe 40 dollars total for that and i got like 700 hours out of it like yeah i'll pay 70 dollars for a game i can you know all depends on the game there's you know some games like one shot which is one of my favorite games of all time you could beat that game in like three hours and something and i fucking love it i think it's incredibly creative and stuff but i'm not going to be paying 70 dollars for a three-hour game no matter how good it is yeah um Two that stood out to me that are I'm so fucking excited about. Demon Souls remake, obviously, or remaster. It, honestly, I think they're remaking that from the ground up. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not just it, like a port or anything. Like, I that's think what I mean. Good. It looks completely, not different, but like, yeah, the new graphics Remade and everything. Entirely. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, yeah. I'm excited to get back into that world, but also <sighs> not looking forward to it because yeah. it is very punishing. <laughs> and I'm just that, glad I can even say I beat that game once, let alone yeah. uh, having to play a remake of it. That was the first one where they're like, we don't know what we're doing. Let's test out a bunch of stuff. And some stuff's just bullshit. I, I like the Nexus, though. That was such a cool concept. It's co- of like, There's yeah. a lot of great stuff in there. There's a reason Dark Souls spun out of that and became such a massive hit as it is. There's a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. There's some genuine bullshit in that game. A hundred percent. There's no denying it. Oh, yeah. So that one has me pretty excited, but no, su- the one that surprised me the most, and I I know it's controversial because everyone hates J.K. Rowling right now, but the Harry oh Potter Harry game Potter that they that- announced what yeah. the fuck, Greg? All right, and honestly, I was as I saw that reveal, I was thinking in the back of my mind. I saw this gameplay footage like a year or two ago and talked about it on the podcast because it leaked to YouTube and I'm pretty sure it was Matt Owen or somebody that shared that link and I went and saw this gameplay footage of a RPG Hogwarts game and I was like, this shit 
blows my fucking mind. And I was thinking to myself, this is too good to be like a fan-made little project that we're not ever going to hear about again. This is like a triple A game and it leaked like legitimately and we're going to hopefully hear more. And it took a long time until we heard about it, but it was just this past week. And man, this game looks like everything I want from a fucking Harry Potter game. There's so many Harry Potter games out there. None of them are, you're not Harry Potter. You're just in the world of Harry Potter with your own fucking character doing RPG shit. And oh man, it looks fucking incredible. I'm I, like, that is a day one purchase for me. And I know I, I'm, I'm not sure if JK Rowling sees money from that. She it's will. almost impossible that she wouldn't, but uh, yeah. I'm just, it's unfortunate that, yeah, she has her opinions and everyone's upset with her over that stuff because I still growing up was a big Harry Potter fan my whole life. It's hard to like, just not support it all of a sudden. Yeah. I, I may get that, but I, one of the things that I've said, because, you know, I, I have a movie podcast and it comes up from time to time. But why would you say you like that movie or this movie? And it's like, if I didn't if I didn't consume media that was made by people I don't respect, I wouldn't consume any media. That's a good uh, point. So you do have to draw your line somewhere. You know, I can't really enjoy Kevin Spacey anymore. Right. You got Because the line's got to be somewhere. But sure. Uh, and and I, I just try not to tell people where that line is for them and where they should draw it. Just, you know, you got to You got to. Draw your line where it is. And I say this as somebody who doesn't care the slightest bit about Harry Potter, but that game looks friggin' awesome. Right. That's what I'm getting at. So I'm really excited to see what comes of that. And I have a feeling it's going to be a whole resurgence of people being like, what's your house and everything. So I'm excited. I'm Slytherin. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's that, someone told, told me I was a Slytherin. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Um, but Damn yeah, it, it, I think I'm Gryffindor. It makes sense why you guys team up against me. No, I'm teasing. Because <laughs> you're a bitch, Doug. Uh, I'm brave, Brendan. <laughs> doesn't mean you're smart. <laughs> We've all seen those movies. That's true. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's definitely one of those things we talked about before of like separating the art from the artist. And I believe that's something everyone has to de- define on their own terms. I don't think that's a broad uh, appeal that everyone, like, you have to be able to separate or you can't separate. Like, I believe everyone has to decide that on their own. Um, and yeah, this is definitely, you know, Warner Brothers is saying like, uh, oh, JK Rowling is not involved with this project. It's like, sure, she's not like consulting on it, but it's still her property. So she's still getting royalties from it. Right. That's what I was trying so to she's point out. Going to get money from it, despite all the heinous shit she's been slinging lately. Yeah. Um, so much so even the cast from the movies have distanced themselves from her being like, nope, I, you know, I'm not associating with her anymore. Like, thank you for the step up, but goodbye. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know, at least from this trailer, it all just seems cinematic to me. And I'm, you know, I, I don't trust cinematics because they can be very good and be nothing of what's actually in the game. Yeah, so, it was very E3. Very E3, very, very presentational. But if like what you guys are saying, where it's like, this is a game in the Harry Potter universe, but it's not about any of the Harry Potter stories, like the books or anything. That's what was the best things about the Star Wars video games is like, Knights of the Old Republic. Like, here's an entirely different storyline that has fuck all to do with Skywalkers. And exactly. it's the best storyline. So, like, if that's the case, I'd be interested to see what this is. But yes. knowing, especially a tie-in series, they don't have the best track record. That's so, fair. No, I'm you're absolutely skeptical. not wrong. The the setting, if I'm not mistaken, is like early 1800s or maybe even late 1800s, the 1800s. And I think one of the people in the chat I was in uh, speculated, they're like, that's around the time Dumbledore went to Hogwarts. So, ooh, you might be like seeing him as a student alongside you or something. But who knows? Uh, yeah. I do look forward to getting my hands on that once we learn more information. But the last thing I'll mention, at least about this PlayStation uh, conference or whatever you want to call it, online event, is that they have announced their comp- – competition to like the whole xbox game pass bullshit they're Mm -hmm. basically releasing playstation plus collection and i'm assuming it's just playstation plus the the service we all subscribe to if you want to play online games with your friends on the playstation service uh but as a result of paying for that subscription you also get access to this massive collection of games and it was just like a shitload of triple a titles a lot of exclusives like or i don't know if god of war is exclusive anymore that might have gone elsewhere i think uh, that's exclusive. no god of war is still exclusive yeah, okay I think that's so. right yeah Believe me, I'd be on top of that shit. (laughs) There you go. So, but that's what I mean. They're definitely trying to throw uh, in Microsoft's face that, like, we can do that too. I mean, that's the big, I mean, speaking of God of War, God of War Ragnarok got announced, which is a sequel to the PS4 Mm -hmm. God of War. So that's coming out next year. That's Um, right. 
surprised about that turnaround time. Like I'm, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't uh, speculative of a sequel coming. That was obvious with the success it got, but I'm surprised it's that quick. Thought they'd have the, you know, more time on it. Um, but yeah, that's a lot of point comparison of PS5 being what six hundred and five hundred dollars or like you know five ninety nine four ninety nine. Yeah. Um, and then Xbox Series X and S are four ninety nine and. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah, that's so it's a hundred dollars difference for the yeah. all digital console. Yeah, and, and and I'm looking all digital because honestly, like my disc days are sort of behind me. So yeah, that, I, 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 that, that's def- hard to pass up a three hundred dollar next gen console. Yeah, I definitely don't bl- uh, blame people going uh, all digital. The problem is both storage space for like your hardware because God knows the storage space that shipped with consoles is so small. You always have to buy an external for it eventually. Yep. Um, like mm-hmm. I think the PS3, I could hold like three full games on it and that's it. Anything else I had to start deleting stuff. It's the worst. I hate when you have to delete stuff. And I think they were saying these uh, next gens like come with like 500 gigs. So like, you have you start off with like half a terabyte, which is pretty good. I had to get like a. I'm See how big sure, those like, games are though. Yeah, that's half, what I'm half a terabyte earlier. is nothing. That's that's yeah. what I mean. I Might mentioned well Call of Duty was 105 <laughs> gigs or something. So like you're already like one fifth uh, with one game uh, already. So yeah, that'll go yeah. in no time. I remember. Yeah, I think the current one I have for my PS4 is like two or three terabytes because it's like I want to have a lot of games on here yeah and I'm, i had no problem with that i delete a game once i beat it because i likely don't return to them so that's fine but i'm also skeptical of the internet because god knows i've had my fair share of internet problems so i don't i'm always skeptical of having digital of like oh like bayonetta 2 when it released people had it for was it the wii u i think and then you got bayonetta 1 with it for free and it's like oh cool uh if you bought it physical you can just play right away to pop that disc in you're good to go if you bought digital it took like two and a half days to download or something because just the way the interface was set up on the wii u just took forever so i was like that sucks and like you know who knows if you got a connection error halfway through you have to restart the download the next day or something like yeah so it, it has its own slew of problems but i could definitely understand the appeal of going digital and you know especially if that's like you know, the physical game's $70, digital game's $60 because we don't have to pay for a case or a disc or anything. Like, I could see that appeal as it, uh, for it as well. So, uh, we'll see. I think the big price drop with Xbox Series S is going to try and draw some people away from it because it's $100 cheaper, mm-hmm. but it's actually, it's also the weaker console. And I couldn't tell you anything that's coming on Xbox that I'm interested in. Like, right, PlayStation's I- got a heavy lineup. Xbox. That's true. True. The memes are all about Xbox being like, yeah, you can get the ga- the system this year, but you can get the games next year. It's like, yeah. oof. They kind of like, with that whole merging of their uh, PC uh, library and the Xbox library, like, they kind of shot themselves in the foot. And it's like, there's nothing exclusive to Xbox that requires me to get an Xbox. So it's like, eh. Versus PlayStation, it's like, I, I still want a PS4 to play some of those games, but, you know. And then we got sneaky Mi- uh, Microsoft, uh, sneaky what? Nintendo over there. Uh, they actually say that they have like another uh, more powerful Switch maybe up their sleeve coming down the pipes. So we'll I, see. If- sure. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. They always, the 3DS had like 12 different variants of it. Like I'm not surprised if they're doing the same thing with the Switch. We already got a Switch Lite. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Switch XL. Switch Pro or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, other stuff. Um. But yeah, that's all I oh. really wanted. Oh, what's up? One real quick thing while Drake's here, uh, comic related. Uh, the DC streaming universe, or DC universe, the streaming service, that's shutting down. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. That's, uh, that, that's, been a, that's been coming. I mean, that's, I'm, the writing I'm was on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, it was very clear. My brother actually just texted me his password for it. He's like, hey, if you want to watch anything, I was like, oh, cool. Let me watch Swamp Thing and get mad that this was canceled before it even aired. <laughs> um, and it, I am mad because it was a great show. Um, but yeah, so... The DC streaming service, they didn't have nearly enough to hold themselves with just DC content. So this right. isn't surprising at all. Yeah, there wasn't enough content. There wasn't enough even like older content. And yeah. I would go in there looking for stuff that, you know, I, I remembered there being and couldn't find any. And mm-hmm. and honestly, the price point wasn't really great for the limited content that they had. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm under the, the understanding that most of the stuff that was, you know, worth watching is making the jump over to HBO Max. Yeah. And, and so you'll be able to see it there. Yeah, since they're owned by Time Warner, owns HBO and DC Comics and stuff. Yeah, they're just transferring it all over to HBO Max. So Young Justice Season 4, that also got announced recently. Yeah. So season 4, that's coming out. Doom Patrol um, and some other stuff, I forget. But yeah, that's all going to go to HBO Max. And then 
the DC universe itself is going to be more comic, digital comics based. So, uh, yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you want to watch something on DC, just wait till it's on HBO, and then you can watch other stuff as well. Yep, that's uh, what I'm doing. Waiting for HBO Max because I have, I have got to see me that Snyder cut. That's just we won't I, get it. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> Sorry, we won't get it. Yeah. We, <laughs> Everyone is wondering, well, who was these people asking for the Snyder Cut? Guilty, right it's here. It's Craig. Just this right guy. here. There it was just me. <laughs> just you. Just me and times. like 800 sock puppet accounts. It was <laughs> exhausting. It. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but you got it. You finally yeah. got it. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Very cool. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap this one up and do some plugs. Greg, thanks so much for joining us again. Uh, do you want to plug your projects that are currently on hiatus maybe with uh the coming back in 2021 baby Someday. sure i mean obviously we we still have content that we're adding to enthusiacs.com so go check that out you know our youtube Hell channel yeah. youtube.com slash enthusiast still very active uh videos every day um my podcasts uh the real hero talk you can find links to it there and if you want to look me up on twitter i am at judge greg is very cool. And Bren, how about you? We mentioned your anime podcast. Definitely watch Kandagawa Jet Girls. Nope, not going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrendan. And yeah, it's mostly me retweeting stuff I'm on, including Are Weeb There Yet, which is the anime podcast. Uh, we watch three episodes of a show or a movie and then review it and recap it and give our opinions and see if it'd be a good entry point for someone new to anime. If it's, you know, hey, this is something worth going into. Or like, hey, this is some hot garbage. Um, I believe as of this episode, we reviewed uh, Lovely Mooku, which is an anime about a dog. Cows? Oh, damn it. There's a dog named Mooku, and it's just, it's from the dog's perspective. So it's just like, oh boy, I'm going to rip up a towel today. And that's like five minutes of the episode. It's like, I got, I'm going to chase this plastic bag around the yard. And that's five minutes of the episode. It's dumb, but like, it's something you just turn your brain off to and just be like, yeah, dogs really do have it easy, don't they? (laughs) They really get the best lives. Nice. Man's best friend, the anime. Basically. Um, and listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence. The one we care about the most lately is twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Pushing Streaming that hard. all sorts of games lately. Uh, yeah, just kind of a variety cast. Uh, you got me and Bren streaming randomly, so kind of just check it out. Uh, give us a follow and see when we're going live with video games. Maybe I'll be doing some music, but that'll be a lot more few and far between. But uh, also, I'll plug my record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com if you want to see what's available for sale there. But uh, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back next week. Thanks so much for joining us. See you guys. See you. Goodbye. Goodbye.